Hello, Paris. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Sasha. Hello, uh, Miami. Good morning from Miami. Good morning. Yeah. Good afternoon from Paris. Oh, my God. How is it so far? That's wonderful. Oh, I, I mean, this is not the city of love for no reason. It's, <laughs> it's so flowy and beautiful and good food and good wine and beautiful architecture. Yeah, it's hard not to feel good when you're here. Wonderful. Enjoy for us as well. I will. I will. But Miami's not a bad place to be in the summer either. Far away from that. <laughs> I mean, right? We're going to get some uh, ocean dipping yes, for you. Yes, I love it. And you have yes. some cross suns for, for us. Yeah? There you go. Yeah. And I mean, Paris is lovely. And I and we were just talking. I was in Ibiza, um, or as they say, Ibiza here, which the same. The water is so beautiful. The sunshine. Everybody's oh. happy in the summer. It's good. It's so nice to intune with the world around us from, you know, experience it from within. And that's something that we're going to might talk about today, yeah. actually. Um, orders of harmony and all of that interconnectedness, how we are all interconnected and uh, how that's actually become a foundation of the pure love and harmony in its core. We slowly, you know, we actually dived from... We, we jump from the what the people see and what is a core uh, foundation of that. We talked about the wellness formula and all kind of uh, yeah. uh, human doggy mom relationship and everything. And today we're going to dive in uh, in a little deeper uh, philosophical, if I can say so, uh, foundation of what we really believe and what I <clears throat> not only believe, but these beliefs, these beliefs of mine uh, in regards to order of harmony or this interconnectedness, uh, came out from the uh, from the deep uh, work with the family systemic constellations that couldn't give me an answers and a solution to a human dog entanglement relationship problems and how to solve that. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I love this though because. The more we have talked about this, the more I'm observing it when I see people with their dogs. Mm -hmm. For instance, we met up with a friend yesterday, and she has a little Yorkie who's four pounds. Mm -hmm. And the, a big dog walked by, and he started barking at this really huge dog. And she's like, I don't know why he does that. He always does this. Like, he forgets his size. And I was like, mm, I know why he does this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's it's so good to know now and not not feel like you're you have no clue and you don't know why there's there's actually reasons and things you can do now and this is what I love about the work going on here. Mm. Yeah, because it was very interesting to see uh, the people would know. For example, when we when we run our programs like let's say Doggy Parent Academy and then we have a family talking about uh, what needs to be done, how to, as you said oftentimes, how to unlearn so we create a space for the new paradigm to unfold and how we need to give up a lot of beliefs that we have in this human-dog relationship uh, that, that actually turn to bother us a lot. Uh, doesn't give us a sustainable solution. Whatever we, you know, no matter which direction of the mainstream uh, accepted way of interacting with the dogs we, we go for, it's uh, keep repeating itself. Like, you know, the symptoms would just disappear for a while and then they're going to come back in the same or the different form because the core problem is not uh, solved. And that's, it's not a Yorkie, maybe just looks like a Yorkie, it's the size of the Yorkie, but right. it's a mindset. It's a mindset of the wolf. It's no difference than that, right? <laughs> well, and, and when you're in that moment, you can really see that. Like, yes. It's craziness in reality because you have this tiny four-pound dog barking at this, like, 70-pound dog as if he could beat him if they took on a fight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. And so I see it, it helps understand, like, the mentality or, like you said, the soul, the inside is not necessarily reflecting on the outside side. Yeah. But then now the people would learn about that and they would uh, learn about the rituals, for example, and they would learn to incorporate everything. It's not a big deal. You go to school, you learn a canine communication, you can you learn a canine language, and then you you know you should apply it. 
But then right. there's a problem in application. And as we talked last time, um, or one of the times, I don't know, was it the last time, application fails because of the emotional entanglement. Right. Because now, now I yeah. think that by, by kind of like, and then what I'm kind of uh, trying to subconsciously avoid is this feeling of abandonment that if i gonna talk to my dog as he's a little dog and now i need to accept him as a dog i feel like through giving a place to that dog to be a dog i'm gonna lose the reason why i emotionally chose to have a dog that's that's kind of and that now we are uh, kind of um uh, the in order of love we learned about a very important part of that law uh, of that order okay. is a feeling of belonging i need to feel that i belong to somewhere uh, to some group or whatever and then the the, the most um, important feeling of of every human is to belong to a family that that would be the first one the children yeah. want to belong to a family they're going to yeah. do anything to belong to a, as as we go through the life we're going to change the different settings but the groups will always be something we want to belong mm -hmm. to it's it's going to be well, a, and, and a love right love Sorry? safety love safety and belonging uh no, it's a belonging order and giving and taking. Those are the primary laws of the order of love, right? So I was comparing them, I'm sorry, to the human brain when they talk about the human brain. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, our primitive. So the similarity of how humans, no matter what, like sometimes they will override their morals or ethics because the primal brain is mm -hmm. always searching for belonging, love and safety. Oh, but yeah, there you go. The below, below that that's also can be translated in uh, in this. Uh, but uh, orders of love and uh, incorporating uh, uh, teaching of the systemic constellation gives us the tools to achieve uh, belonging, safety, and love. Right. 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 Yeah. To achieve because we sometimes we sometimes oftentimes through the through the that's how the order of harmony was discovered that we're going to talk today about for example because the orders orders of love uh, if I for example let's let's come try well I like I just like I like how you categorize you kind of pulled them apart because there's orders of love and then there's orders of harmony so it's kind of two different yes focuses. Two, Two different, yeah, they do have a uh, different purpose because I was um, um, I was thinking about that a lot, and when I was doing my systemic constellations for the pet families, for example, the humans would come to conclusion that okay, I can't I can do nothing here because I'm so in love with my dog mm. that I I don't see him as a dog, and I see. Uh, the dog is now going through big suffering because now I'm aware of that because I went through the Doggy Mom Academy, for example. I learned the canine communication language. I know what I need to do, but somehow I'm stuck that I can do and I feel if I start to incorporate that, I'm going to lose. But now I don't. I know that I won't yeah. lose the dog. I'm going to actually get the dog, gain the dog finally for my uh, doggy baby, but I'm going to lose something else. Right. And what is else? That's the that's the core problem. What is that else? What's in this moment starts to fall apart. And when I was trying to incorporate a, a systemic constellation, you st start to re uh, the tools are you have this lot of tools within the systemic constellation therapy, right? That right. we use, for example, this uh, how how to reestablish the order, how to reestablish the feeling of belonging, how to reestablish a feeling, uh, you know, a relationship in, in between giving and taking. All of those tools within the therapy we use in order to reestablish disorders that are that are cracked, so we don't feel loved, right? Right. And then I was trying to incorporate that in a human dog relationship. And uh, in the systemic uh, constellation, I always thought that actually I, I, I saw it's not that I was thinking or I, this was my perception or until I didn't bought in because the family constellation uh, therapy, uh, systemic constellation therapy uses a representatives for something that's missing, excluded, forgotten 
traumas, uh, events that led to traumas, uh, people that caused the trauma. Right. And yeah. then through the representatives, we are able to reconnect with the forces beyond the drama and trauma. And then later on, the trauma gets completely different um, value in our life. And rather than being, being a burden, we turn it into a support. And then it becomes a completely new essence to, to, to a human life. But I was not able to kind of, and every single time when I was putting these constellations together, there was a significant force that wanted to be invited in order for peace to, and the constellation to settle, right? Hmm. So I was just, and then I was seeing that every single time when I would, when I would invite that force, the constellation would settle, and then the outcome of the constellation would be healing of the humans and the dogs. If, the, if this entity would be embraced. So for a long time, I was seeing a different settings, different, fam different family systems, different systems, and uh, uh, with the dogs and different, uh, different problems, different, uh, how can I say, different um, symptoms, either behaviors or physical symptoms of the dog. But until that force was not embraced, the healing was not able to happen, neither the relationship between human and dogs would uh, change on any level. Well, Sasha, was this, like, did you start doing, fam like, like you did, you, you had your work with the dogs that you did through the show dogs and grooming mm -hmm. and that, and then you learned family constellation later? Yep. And then you started integrating to see, like, oh, wow, the, this is actually helpful together. Yes. To go to another level of how you communicate with the dogs. Yes. That's, that's where I... But then, then I face the trouble because now, now I know how to communicate with the dog, but I can't because of some greater is forcing me not to implement things I know will be beneficial for my dog and beneficial mm -hmm. for me and for the system and for the family, but I can't. And we don't judge of why someone can and everyone is, you know, on their own level of awareness and, and motion through the life. But sometimes the people would not be able to incorporate what's good for their dogs and what's good for them because of this emotional entanglement. Right. And I, on, the, on the first time, as I said, and that was actually... So can, I, can I just summarize this for a minute, though? Yep. What you're saying? Because you're saying, like, so much good stuff. But like, so it's really, you have found a way to have a tool to help people like have a very healthy relationship with their dogs and a dog healthy relationship with their humans. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's hard because we have our own emotional wounds or things that we project on the dog and burn the dog, even though we don't mean to, it's just things we're unaware of. And so even when we get this guidance of what's proper canine communication, we struggle because of maybe our own, like we might say in human relationships, codependency mm -hmm. um, or enmeshment and our fear of losing that relationship then makes us scared to implement these new behaviors because we're afraid oh, my dog won't love me so much anymore. We won't have this close snuggle bond. It will be like distant. And that's coming more from our own unhealed place. Yes, yes, that's that's perfect and correct, right? Okay. So this is so this is kind of like when you're wanting to do your own personal growth. It's the same thing like when you're wanting to learn how to take care of your dog better. It's it might take some courage and some faith to try these things and trust that you're actually building something stronger, even though it might feel counterintuitive. Mm. Uh, that, that you you nailed it. That's 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 exactly correct. And okay. then what what I was thinking, it's um, also there was a, there is a very interesting when when did all of this shifted in me? Um, it was like recently, maybe uh, I must say like uh, two years now uh, since I observed this phenomena and since I'm giving it a little more of my attention and uh, uh, oh, working. I with met you at the beginning of that then. Just. Just on the beginning. How lucky that. am I? <laughs> yeah, just on the beginning of that. Okay. Because then, then I was uh, uh, there was already a constellations that I was doing that I yeah, all, yeah. that I felt that these some new uh, phenomena need to be 
invited into a system and need to be in placed in between the owners and the dogs mm-hmm. in order for them to start interacting as a humans as and as a dogs, right? Right. So well, and it step- makes sense, though, when you say that the dog is part of a family, that family constellation would also involve the, the dogs. dogs. Yeah, that yeah. would make that would make logical sense, and it did make a sense because the that's why the dogs are part of the family because oftentimes they represent a missing piece of the family. Yes, right, right. Okay. So, but uh, what brings healing to a relationship? That what I was uh, that what I was kind of like uh, really interesting in, and as I said, then this phenomena appeared in front of my eyes during my constellations that I needed to give more attention to. On the beginning, I didn't know how to call it and what I'm actually dealing with here because it was a greater force that always brought a healing to the interaction in between humans and dogs. But I actually uh, couldn't uh, classify it. It was just enough for me, but I couldn't talk about that because I didn't know what it is, right? Mm. Until I really didn't dive in into study of the Rupert Sheldrick, the the biologists from UK that uh, uh, have an amazing theory about uh, how the every single species is connected through the specific morphic field that holds a memory of that species mm-hmm. and that every everything that happened in the past is a transfer to the new generations in order to provide a survival for them. But it's very important. He called them morphic fields. Morphic means that they connect and interconnect one species. So they are not combining species because morphic. Morphic means shape, you know? So it Mm -hmm. means the the It morphs into, yeah. Yeah, so those fields shape us in who we are, right? Right. The memory carries that the human ear should be here and it should look like that. It can be big, it can be wide, it can be open, it can be this shape, it can be that shape, but it's ear and it has its purpose. And combining all of these um, uh, shapes into a form of the human body, that's where the actually memory as well as the emotional memory the trauma memory, everything that served the memory that to that uh, particular field to survive and thrive is brought to the new, new, new generation and then added the experience of that generation to a next generation. And that is how actually evolution of this consciousness in a form of the human body and existence keep moving on. But it's yeah. very important to understand that there is a, all the species are part of this same uh, morphic field and they are connected with the same same morphic field. But as well, every other species on the planet have their own memory, have their own shape, have their own morphic fields. So the human morphic field and the dog morphic field, because of some problem with some whatever reason they are able to interact much yeah. bigger and much easier than for example a human morphic field and the whale morphic field yeah. or the or the or the lion morphic field or the well, kind of like like um like primates like monkeys we we connect more because there's some can. similarity in our DNA that yeah, causes yeah, yeah. us to... But for example, the people don't call, hold monkeys as a pets no. as much as the dogs, right? Dogs, so there, yeah. there must be something else that is in place. But what I yeah. find here very interesting is that or the, what I found then when I was thinking, of, oh my God, but that, that this does make sense because the dogs have their morphic field that brings the memories and the, mm-hmm. and the, and the vibrates in the, in the wave that those memories create the shape and the give a form to a dog's body, but as well carry the memory of the survival. So that is, what they, that is how that morphic yeah. field gets very close to a human one, so close that they are a- able yeah. to interact, right? Yeah. But when so I, it's like, can I time out though? Yes. Because you, you, again, you just pack so much into like what you just said. To unpack that a minute. Yes. One thing that stood out to me is how you morphs into like a physical nature, right? So our DNA remembers, oh, shape your ear this way, do this, because this is what we need to function. And also 
how we survive things like that memories in the DNA is to help us survive. But you know, there's this book called the body keeps the score for humans. Mm. Right. And, and then that's about the trauma that our body stores. And like, it's just so interesting to like, look at this in both the way generational passing down serves us both positive and could be hurtful because we need to unlearn some things too, like some things and we might artificially be protecting ourselves or might artificially or might be behaving in a way based on things that happened generations ago that aren't necessarily serving us now. Mm. But if yeah. we're not aware of it because it's passed down, we just keep doing it, doing it. Yeah. Because like, I like that because it, 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 it serves us both in good ways and not good ways. And like, we have to be conscious of, so we can take the good and improve on the things that aren't serving us. Mm. Yes. And now how, how we can improve. And that is yeah. what Bert Hellinger, when he talked about uh, tools of the systemic constellation as a therapy, as well as an order of love that we need uh, to yeah. install through aligning with the laws of order or laws of belonging right. and laws of giving and taking. So those are very important codes that are serving us if um, if uh, nourished properly, if in proper order, if in proper belonging, if in proper giving and taking ratio, right? And that is how do we restore all of that that's, that's kind of broken, uh, served us to survive because oftentimes the trauma would serve and the, the people, right. the, the ancestor would find out the way out from trauma, but then the brain gonna remember. So right. when we get close, for example, oftentimes is this an amazing fear of richness, for example. That, that's common, common ground in the human uh, richness. Uh, Abundance, for example. Abundance. Abundance. For example, rich, yeah. Because, for example, listen to this. Listen to this story, for example. There was an old... Uh, and for, uh, go, let, let's see Paris now. There was a French bourgeois, the rich people, that had an amazing lifestyle and a lot of money. Yes. Bougie, All bougie. of them were killed in a revolution because of the money. Right. Because they were rich. Yeah. Because they lived in abundance. So what the memory of the field carries on to those people, a part of that family and generations that unfold wow. from there, being rich is very dangerous, dangerous for life. Wow. So no matter how hard we try to make money, even if we make money, always going to turn around to see is there anyone watching us. Mm -hmm. Not because we experience that, but because the genetic inherited information right. sends the message having money leads to being killed. So powerful. So now how do we restore that is by enforce, in, in re reinstating the law of order and law of harmony of belonging. That even though I belong in this family system that experienced this trauma when connected to the big money or to richness or to belonging to a, mm -hmm. someone who can enjoy having, it's not my destiny. So to leave the trauma at the place where it does belong to the old one, to the guy right. that actually was killed, and that's not my memory. My right. memory towards money can be fresh and new, and right. I can... I can, I can cherish his destiny, I can see his destiny, I can be um, humbled in humble respect to that destiny, but it's not mine. But it's not yours, yeah. It's not mine. That's very important. This fear of having is not mine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, and I, I like that when I did, when I did Family Constellation, um, I think it was a really nice process, though, to do what you just mentioned where you get to honor mm -hmm. the, uh, honor the ancestor honor the person that that gave that to you but give it back to them and yes. only take to only take forward now what is ours yes and like yeah, how freeing because in my family constellation i was carrying so much on my back from my ancestors that i wasn't aware of and it was amazingly freeing to be able to work through that and recognize and then kind of pay homage to them and say, thank you mm. for giving me all this knowledge that I needed to help me get here. And also now I give that back to you and I'm, I'm going to carve my own 
destiny or path or whatever. Yeah, because in in the energetical sense, that is what how what do we in the family constellation in the systemic constellation we call entanglement, mm -hmm. is when this big trauma happened in the system, um, until it's not acknowledged as something that do belong where it happened. It's not a trauma of mine. It's a trauma of my ancestor. Yeah. And then if I leave it, uh, if I carry it for myself, why do I carry it? Because I think that that was so traumatic for them that I need to help them deal with that. Oh, my gosh. So that's, that's my subconscious way of belonging. Yeah. I take it on myself so I can the belong. Help. You can be proud of myself because yeah. I do it for you. But I what help. happens there is they don't like it. They don't they want don't? No, because that's theirs. That's their dignity. If we take away their destiny, try to fix something, thinking that something can be easier for them, or they, it's something we, if we would live then, we would do something differently. That means that we are underestimating the power of the destiny. And then what we do is actually we think that we, we could change something. That's not humble. That's not nice. That's not respect. And what happens there is actually... By doing that, either consciously or unconsciously, it doesn't change the outcome. We are losing the life force because we are we are there. We we yeah. still carry that time. We still carry that energy. We still carry that that dynamic, and we still carry that trauma in this moment. And if I'm carrying that trauma in this moment, which kind of tomorrow I can create? Yeah. No, none. It, the same. Yeah. The outcome would be the same energetically. No one will steal my money. No one will take my money. No one will kill me, kill, be killing me because of the money. For example, let's stay in that French scenario. Mm -hmm. But what I can, what I can do they to miss myself? Rob. No yeah. one, no one will rob me. But what I can do to myself? Sorry, I, can engage, my <laughs> I can engage in a, in a business relationship that will not make me money. I will engage in the relationship that will help me lose all my money. So I feel like I belong to a family that lost the money. I feel oh. like on, on a surface, I, I would suffer. But deep within my soul, I would feel content because I do belong. Yeah, and but what, if, what about when you, when you reach that place, though, where you're able to see that you're doing that, but you don't, that isn't what you like? Then like you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm, that's not serving me yeah. or... I don't want to belong in that way. Yeah, there, there you go. You remember that we had a little rituals that you, yeah. yeah, and you performing those rituals are actually just enough. And then you feel physic, you physically feel how lighter the people would be after the constellations, right? Yeah. You feel, oh my God, like I was carrying all of this without me being aware of that, right? And oftentimes you would see the people would feel like, oh my God, I feel like I'm flying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a big shift. Big shift. So, and then let's let's move towards our dogs from this. Yes, that's what I was going to say because this is all making me all go to how the dogs take on our stuff, the way they, we they, as children take things on in our lineage. They do it because of the same reason. They want to belong, and mm. by belonging, they think if I belong to this family, I really need to save my save my master, save my owner, right? Uh, in the semi, 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 save them, right? From what they are saving them, from exactly that burden <laughs> that is actually they are carrying on themselves without being aware of that. And then what? I, let's just bring attention for for a second back to a Rupert Sheldrake definition of the morphic field. Oh, yeah, yeah. Morphic fields operate resonates within the same species, so there is a morphic field of humans and morphic field of of dogs right mm -hmm. yeah in within i discovered within each of those fields the laws of love exist the order of love exists but in between of them there doesn't exist they don't exist so order of love cannot be reestablished reinsured in between humans and dogs and what operates in between not human and dogs, but humans and all of other species on this planet, including planet itself, and as well the dogs with every other species, what makes species interact in a certain dynamic and a sustainable way 
Mm-hmm. Is, uh, are the orders of harmony. Okay. So orders of harmony have their own codes. So there is like a order of love has a belonging order and giving and taking, right? Mm-hmm. Order of harmony has, are you ready? Four codes. Four codes. First, first, first code is a code of interaction. Systems okay. interact in a certain way. Okay. The way we interact with the dogs, it's not the way we interact with the, with the cats, neither the right. cats interact. So every single morphic field interacts with another field. So that's very important. And in that interaction, the three of next code need to exist. Respect, responsibility, and dignity. Mm. So every single morphic field need to respect the truth and naturality of the every other morphic field. Otherwise, they wouldn't interact in an harmonious way. Once we know and respect that other morphic field, we need to be responsible in interacting with that morphic field. And there is a responsibility of the humans to communicate with the canine morphic field with the canine language. Because mm. the level of awareness is higher, the responsibility is higher in humans towards dogs than dogs towards humans because of the level of the consciousness. Right, right. Makes total sense. Yeah. And then dignity. Every single member of the morphic field has a right to dignified, 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 yeah. dignified life and dignified death. That's very important. Hmm. What that means is that all fields serve the purpose of something greater than them. And then this, that's the, this ecosystem of our planet that we live in. So every single one, every single morphic field is in interaction with every other one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a certain level. Yeah. Out of a level of interaction, the respect and responsibility and dignity arises. The closer we interact, the higher respect should be in between them. Okay. Higher responsibility is to provide a dignity to a members of the different morphic field. Yeah. What means wow. dignified? What means provide humans are humans are in must that, that that's our responsibility is to provide the dogs with the dignified life and the dignified death. That means that we need to provide for them whatever yeah. they need from us in order to survive. And they yeah. need humans to survive because without humans we would never have dogs. And the question becomes like, what happened to a dog if the human species disappear? They need to keep evolving in something else that will help them survive within an environment where the humans are not the feeders or providers anymore to a dogs. But let, let's leave that to a thousand. I was going to say, I'm like, that's a whole, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, but let's leave that for the millions of years to come and focus okay. on today. Yeah. So what do we need? What does it mean? Providing dog with a dignified life is responsibility of every single dog parent is to see the dog in the dog. In the dog. That's yeah. a dignified life. And that, I, that, a- that and that is really, I think, the biggest thing that I see here, like this work and doing this podcast and, and things is to get that message out to help people really understand that, how important it really is if you want to be a good steward of your dog yes and then when i started to do a constellations and uh, helping the doggy moms to not only detach from their dogs emotionally so then 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 the dog really becomes a doggy baby yeah a doggy baby no and it's not just moms i see i see guys doing this too but yeah now i needed to call like a doggy parents it's not a doggy mom doggy dad doggy yeah but i'm I'm just I say that because I I was, you know, I went on a walk with someone that had a new puppy and, and his dog was jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is all of us figuring (laughs) out how, how do we take responsibility for ourselves? So we don't put that on our children. We don't put that on our dogs. 
Yeah, that's that's easy. We, we, easy own, our, we own our own stuff and heal our own stuff, so they don't have they don't feel like they have to take on that burden. And it's very important here, I think, like as we as we move on through this uh, evolution of the consciousness that we really do here with this podcast, as well with everything that Pure Love and Harmony does, is that um, we need to kind of really uh, shift, uh, you know, and then uh, shift this um, commu- um, relationship that the people has to a dogs at the moment and uh, use the right terminology. Because yeah. really, if you if you use the word owner, I'm owning a dog, then it's like you own the car and the house and the couch and the chair and the sofa. Mm-hmm. Then that gives you different. possibility and and uh, gives you uh, gives you you know chance to do with uh, everything you you own whatever you want. And then if you right. if you are kind of you if you decide to replace the chair and the sofa and the car and the house, why wouldn't you decide to replace your dog? But if you kind of call yourself doggy parent because you took a took a took a uh, meaningful and conscious decision to care about another being that's not human, uh, it be- it does become a doggy baby. Because you have a responsibility as you are raising a child. But in order to raise a child, you really need to learn about your child. You need to give a distance to your child so you can learn about right. which kind of, which kind of uh, personality that little child is. And not right. to do the same mistake by gr- gr- uh, you know, raising children by some standards, books, and some recommendation of someone. Uh, because you never know which kind of uh, real personality and uniqueness your child gonna bring to this world which will need a really be nourished by you as a parent because there is some soul contract in between parents and the kids and the kids does not belong to the parents the kids are just uh, you know uh, uh, kind of how you say granted to the parents to ensure that they grew up in the people that will be able to fulfill their destinies and purposes in these lives Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we become uh, slaves to uh, to some uh, organized uh, way of educating our mind to vote and pay taxes and uh, spend as much as you have so you support the economy and forever circle of buying things no one needs. But I think yeah. these millennials and these, uh, this new generation of the people are actually raised in a completely different essence of the, how they connect with life. What, why I'm here with the questions raised of themselves much earlier than we did it, for example, in my generation, much earlier the kids of today asking themselves, like, who am I? Where do I come from? Where do I, leave? Where do I go? And what's, what's, what's in this life mine to do? Right. And in order to support all of that, you need to uh, really, as a responsible parent, you need to understand who your child really is. Yeah. And then yeah, give it them makes a so space much sense, to develop though, because, themselves in that. Well, yeah, because we talk about this in different forms all the time. But like some parents, like if they don't heal their their stuff, if they're not taking responsibility for themselves, they might distract themselves by living through their child or over loving their child or neglecting their child. Like it can go any direction or being like very, um, very strict or very authoritative or but it's coming from a place of, um, what was I trying to say? Like, yeah, it's like avoiding dealing with myself. So I'm going to use this person, object, pet thing to avoid dealing with myself. And then the burden becomes on that child or on that dog or whatever. And that's what I do see a lot of people doing with their dogs. I was thinking, you know, when pe- so many people got dogs during COVID, I mean, I was like so happy that these dogs were getting rescued and stuff. But then I thought, oh my gosh, as I learned more with you, like how much are these dogs taking on all this like pain, depression, anxiety, and whatever from the people who got them maybe for that purpose, rather than addressing their own issue of anxiety and depression and dealing with it with themselves without putting it on the dog. Yeah. 
but, but, and, and it's not that dogs are bad or kids are bad and we have those relationships, but it's being aware of the balance of harmony, right? The order of the love and the order of the harmony. Yeah, because the order of love serves uh, the initial need of me developing into a strong uh, person, like on every level, mm-hmm. aware of his belonging, aware of the family order and the system and the order itself, and aware of the reciprocity in, in, in between giving and taking. And then yeah. on the other side, if I want to interact with the other people and if I want to interact with them, especially with the other species, then the order of harmony comes in a place where I do need to interact in a certain way that be- brings benefit to me and the others I interact with. I need to add, uh, I need to act from the point of respect. For example, respect in a way of how much how much someone can take. For example, we have now I had a, there is a study group that uh, one of our uh, friends just lost her husband. And oh, sorry, I had to just get this. Your friend just lost her husband? Yeah, in, yeah, th- there was a, and uh, it was like a very interesting to see how a lot of us were just running there and heading, sending these messages of uh, uh, warm uh, kind of, the how I say serene condolences and uh, I'm you know support, but also there was a very interesting uh, idea to see is uh, this balance of the possibility of someone to return so much love and so much attention and so much support, and then immediately at that environment, the law of giving and taking is disturbed because she's given so much good that she cannot return to everyone that gave the good to her and that puts mm-hmm. her in the in the feelings of not that she not that she now need to deal with the with that that she's you know grieving her husband loss and going through this uh, time of of uh, you know that for every one of us when we lose someone we love it's 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 terrible um it's terrible event, but also bring a possibility of uh, embracing the life in its essence, that it has its own end. And every one of us is just every single second just closer to that end. And if we don't embrace that, uh, we actually might end up not even living a life by being afraid of dying. On I never other, just uh, just a yeah, second. Yeah, I never thought about it that way though. When you think about some of those laws of of like laws of the universe and given and taking, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, and you have now this person that is overwhelmed with the great messages of support, and she just finds herself now in a way. How am I gonna repay this to the right. people that are? And now immediately, instead of pushing her up in the yeah. real reciprocity, I'm. I'm thinking of you and that's it. One good thought and that's it. That's it. And because that good thought she can she can return with a good thought back and the balance is achieved and she right. doesn't need to carry more burden of goodness, right? Right. Then she's able to 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 take or to to pay back in order to feel balanced. So that's where we oftentimes in order from the for for us for example to feel good we overwhelm people with more than they can take. Mm. And then we... That is good food for thought. Yeah, it is. You know, because, you know, like, again, I I have all these, like, relationship analogies, but I remember being younger and um, in in a relationship where the guy said, yeah, that's how relationships work. There's a giver and a taker. You're the giver and I'm the taker. And I remember having that moment of like, I don't think it's supposed to go that way. Um, but it kind of makes sense how you're talking about it. Like there is actually a universal law of give and take. Yes. For it to, for things to work for in work. harmony. Because, and then, then counts every single way. If someone is going you, doing you good, mm-hmm. then you return good with a little extra. And then he comes back and he returns a little good with a little extra. So, for example, right. if you get two roses and then you return three and then you get four, you return five, mm-hmm. you get six. That's how it grows, right? Yes. But, but not over, but overgiving just, just a can second be because too we, much of a burden. Yeah, because if he keeps giving you, uh, 
roses and you just can't uh, repay with nothing in a way that you not not necessarily paying but in order to balance that particular uh, segment of giving taking you're going to end up feel unworthy and he's going to end up feel used that's that's how it goes right yeah yeah and yeah on the end the people would just be angry why you was giving me so much that i was not able to repay you and now look at us need to split because i yeah. really feel were completely unworthy in this relationship and on the other side he will he might say oh i gave you everything i i if i could i would you know take the stars of and look you you are ungrateful and i gave you everything and you used me and uh, but and then you come back and you you abuse me in that giving and that's how actually it happens but uh, on the other hand also when we when someone hurt us we need to return as well Because mm. don't want... Let me talk more about that. How does that look then? If someone that... hurts us, we need to return as well with less. We return. Less. Yeah, we 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 return but less, right? We return in less and then if he strikes back, it will be less and then less less less. So if we return less than we got bad from someone, <laughs> then that badness tends to to disappear. For example, if um I don't know, sometime the bad thing of okay, um I don't know what might happen in the relationship but let's say uh I don't know whatever I tell me something the way I can hurt you tell me uh, give me an example Yeah you lied to me Okay I lied to you right and the truth came and that hurt you okay So what you what you kind of want to do in our relationship is that okay now I want you to you know do something you don't like for example i don't like to wash dishes okay and you tell me okay in order for us to balance this it might you say okay the re open relationship might even go that far that you can say for me to feel good now about this that you hurt me i want you to i want you to for two days to you know wash the dishes in the home and that's how you're going to repay me for doing this interesting and then he said but i don't like to wash dishes yeah i didn't like to be lied either Yeah. No, but this makes so much more sense because second, then you're not here. like wait here. You're not holding resentment. No. You need to openly take... discuss and you say and then on a victim on a kind of in a way of you think what what will feel you balanced in this relationship. Say okay, I want you to to uh you know, do the dishes for two days. And then he starts doing dishes for two days and he cleans like a uh, breakfast and he cleans the Uh, lunch and when the first day dinner comes then you join him and you say okay now it's enough right it's enough he, you he don't need to he don't need to do two days mm -hmm. right you can yeah. join him and then maybe for for one day you 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 do it together and then the relationship yeah. balance is reestablished but uh, this always needs to be very openly communicated yeah. because uh, that's how the relationship thrives And that's what I was going to, I was just going to put a little asterisk, like footnote on that. Like both parties have to be willing to do that because some people will just keep lying. Yeah. But then it's your, again, we are coming back to a responsibility in the heart. Yeah. And then, and then that might be to, de yeah, depart the relationship. Yeah. But so I'm just putting the asterisk on there that's saying to be in harmony requires both people. Yeah. Because doing then, that. then that would be that instead of, instead of washing dishes, and accepting that as a, as a repayment plan for the for the lying then maybe he would need to deal with the departure of the loved one i, I mean like uh, separating the relationship right. because that right. would be the adequate suffering of someone experiencing being lied to but then then again we are coming back to responsibility of the one that lied uh, that is lied to so for example me that let's put us like me and you so i okay. lie to you okay and you tell okay. me okay in order to balance this for me i want you to you know do what you don't like what you don't like okay i don't like to wash the dishes okay you will wash the dishes for the next week i said no i don't want to wash <laughs> dishes and then we end up fighting then it's your responsibility to choose do you want to move on and tell me okay i tried it doesn't work i know it's just going to be worse if we keep breaking this law without any challenge any possibility to kind of uh, rebalance our relationship yeah. it's right time rebalance. To, it's right yeah. time to split right and that when you kind of, okay now i'm now i'm gone now i'm leaving then i might say oh my god 
but then uh, the suffering I'm going through with your leave will be equivalent maybe to a suffering that you went by being lied. Right. Like that's the right. right thing to do, regardless yeah. our emotional, oh, and then we we calculate, oh, but then if I leave him now, I need to pay for my rent. I need to fight <laughs> with him to divorce. That becomes a calculation. That's become yeah. a compromise. Yeah. And now. Yeah. And it keeps us stuck. And, and that brings much more suffering in time yeah. to come. Yes. Yes. Because where, would, so, where so would I go? Oh, go to your mom. But I don't want to go to her because then she's going to... That's again a calculation. Yeah. I can go, but I choose not to because something else bothers me more than suck it up and stay here and move on and forget about it and wait for another, for another yeah. lesson to come. And usually when those lessons come, they're much worse than much... Hurtful, yeah. much whatever comes. Yeah, I've experienced that. Yeah, well, they say it comes in a whisper, then a roar, and then a brick. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I like the word you used, rebalance, because if if something is like the law of nature, like the law of reciprocity, law of give and take, I think sometimes we're not really sure how to implement that. And in in this example you gave, like, uh, you know, it's kind of a safe one to say, like, you lied then I ask you to do like wash the dishes because you don't like that. So, but that's kind of like, um, paying off something. Right. And then it's clean again. Yeah. It's clean again. And, and so that's kind of like a nice way to think about these things. But if, if a person isn't willing to pay off that pain and suffering they caused, then, then it comes in another form. Like you, you, like you said, like you might leave the relationship. Um, And you so, should you should think about that while it's not hurtful as much, yeah. right? You should think about and it's n nothing will change, nothing will change until yeah. we do not change. And if he lied today a little bit, he gonna lie tomorrow much more because you don't know the uh, uh, the the story behind the lying. Because maybe that's right. the only way he was able to communicate with his dad. Because if he didn't lie, he would be punished. So the easiest way for him to survive was to lie. But that's right. not you to carry. That's not right. yours to think about. It's his story. And immediately right. you, you see at him and say, oh, poor guy. He had such a bad relationship with his father. And now he lies to me. as he. You are not his father. Right. Un unless you don't take that troll. Right, and right. He likes so you give that, that's part and of that's the family. Again, that's an entanglement. It's not entanglement. a healthy relationship. Right. Why would yep. you be in that relationship? That's again a story of the uh, giving, uh, again, uh, the giving, taking, order, and belonging. And yep. if we want to work again, let's bring back this to dogs and humans. As yep. you see, the order of love exists within the same morphic field in between the same species. The dogs have their own uh, order of love, the humans have their own order of love. How they interact is according to the orders of harmony. And that's okay. how we create a harmonious relationship with the dogs, harmonious re re relationship with the wheels, with the chickens, with the pigs, with the cows, with the world around us. The world mm -hmm. around us needs to be harmonious, in harmonious resonance, like a conductor comes and brings together yeah. all the pieces that would never look like they can come together. Yeah, like ah, a, I love how it. you bring a violin and oboe and, uh, and the contrabass and the cello the and this and that to horn to sound like one. Yeah. Because all yeah. of them are in line based on the principles of the harmony. Yeah. That principle of the harmony we want to see in between us and the dogs, and that is a relationship that can thrive. Not right. the one that we are in love with the dog by projecting the fear of ours or whatever we are projecting to them in order for us to solve our order right. of love relationships. That yes, well, that's, that's kind of where I was, you know, I sorted out with you on the human level and then bring it to the dog level. And so, like, when we're talking about that reciprocity lying, pay off this, da, 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 and seeing how that either strengthens the relationship or dissolves. It's like, if that's going on and you're not consciously working on that, then you're going to put that stuff on your dog. Yes. 
and that, yeah. that and that on the other side that law that pro, that 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 uh, that uh, that specific law of giving and taking cannot be implemented in a dog human relationship because if the dog is dog and the human right. is human the dog can never in ever repay hey. the amount of the of the of the of the of the relation of the uh, responsibilities oh that the that humans so have so, yeah, the lowest... so then if we just like love and give and love and give and let like that's actually burdening the dog yes because that specific law does not exist in the relationship of the human it would be like you expect the for example we have a body the human body we have mm -hmm. a we have a soul and we have a mind right all of those three different entities create our human experience, our, our existence, our part of it. Even though none of those entities operate on the same law. Because the, how are you going to apply the laws of physics, the material world, onto a soul level? Right. Or on the mind? What, what is yeah. mind? Where, how do I think? So now you need to bring some quantum physics theory, some uh, all other type of the physics, that the metaphysics, for example, the world of the of the of the energy that does not operate within the material realm. How you bring all of those three entities together by appreciating their difference, their diversity. Yeah. And that wow. operates through the Ooh. level of harmony. Do they interact? Yeah. Yes, they interact. What's my responsibility? How do I pay respect to my soul, my mind, and my body separately in order to achieve? What's my responsibility in order to achieve mm -hmm. dignified life of my body, my mind, and my soul? How yeah. do I combine uncombinable? It's by the orders so of harmony. So good. <laughs> so good. Is it? So good. Yeah, so good. Okay. So good. So I think, I think this is, this I think is this a, lot is a really good place to end. That was a lot of good, 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 good stuff. Okay. Can we call um, end here? Can we like call? Yeah. So that's why I said so good. I think <laughs> this is perfect ending. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> to this topic. But it's really just, I guess, just a like three second recap. I mean, it's just a really beautiful circle of how this all works together. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it helps us be better humans. It helps us be better with how we love everything around us, including our dogs. Yeah. How and we it, love, honor, and respect and take responsibility for the things in our lives or for ourselves and, and then how that plays out on the, the interactions in our lives. Yeah, and then the, I think this is a formula to, to sustainable living in this planet with other, uh, with other creatures that uh, require a perception of unhum being unhumanized. We need yeah. to accept everyone as is, and that can help us uh, embrace the diversity within the same family, uh, yeah. between the people that believe differently. And be right. all of this diversity that, that, that are shaping our reality, in which uh, actually we really need to see how do do we, how are we interconnect, all interconnected and what we can do in order to uh, give our share to this interconnectedness yeah. in order to create a better world? Well, and, and, and one note too, like that I was thinking about this in, in terms of en enmeshment like or entanglement is if, if I take responsibility for me and I own this is how I am, this is what I need this is what I don't like, this is what I do like, if, but it's like me. And then I let you be, have what you like, what you need, what, you know, mm -hmm. and then that way it's things aren't. So if you're not like this, I can allow, be allowed to be me. You get to be allowed to be you. And then we work out how we interact. Yeah, that's perfect. You said like, that's, that's very important differentiation. We should be, and we are interconnected. But yes. we shouldn't be entangled. Yes. And we shouldn't be yes. mishmashed and mashed together because we are not. We are because then I don't know where I end and where you begin. That's... And you don't know where you end and where I begin. And then it's too, it's like so messy and it's yes. hard then to have order. Yes. And there we have in order to achieve the, this uniqueness with who you yeah. are, what you really love, what feelings are yours, what, lo what uh, in loveness uh, uh, is really yours, 
am I loving this because this is what my mom loved and she projected right. and all of this came from the trauma. And so that's where the order of love is giving us the tools to deal with the self. And then once we heal the self on the level of the emotions, soul, spiritual body, every self, every single self is self work is done. Then I'm really ready. Just then I'm ready to interact with the world and to understand that I'm connected to the world rather than being pushed or mushed or mashed into the world. Yeah. As you said, yeah. without me knowing where do I belong, where do I start and where the world ends or uh, vice versa. So I think it's yeah. a wonderful uh, closure to this. And I yeah. think my heart is like, poof, like, you know, like you can just feel so much when you talk about this kind of way of being, you know, and the, the, the things that we get to step into that it takes some courage and it takes some faith. But if you really want to live like this, it's so worth it. And it's, it's really helpful to have these tools to not just have the like desire to do that, but then the, like the, the way to do it, the yes. how. Yeah. Love it so much, Sasha. <laughs> thank you so much. No, thank you for uh, inspiring so all of these, um, all of these podcast topics and everything. And for you being dedicated to take a time from your wonderful uh, Paris trip to join us here and you know be with them, us and our listeners and watchers and um, i guess like until next time uh wherever and wherever i wish you all the best to you Thank and you. to everyone listening and watching this podcast see you next yes. time all right bye everyone bye